Hello. If you've received any value from this podcast, I'd love to ask you to write a review for me in a few words, maybe expressing why you continue to show up here or even what's changed for you since starting this journey with me. My mission is to heal the world through our relationships. So writing a review will allow for more reach. And if you know anyone who could benefit from these vibrations, you are totally welcome to share this podcast with them. So today I want to talk about conflict and explore why conflict can be quite scary and perhaps why it's actually not that scary, right? So I'm going to kind of try to bring in, first of all, I think when we just notice for yourself, when we're going to explore this topic of conflict, how do you feel in your body about conflict? Maybe it's conflict with a parent, maybe it's conflict with a partner, conflict at work, right? How does that make your body feel? How does that, how does that feel in your body? And then I'm going to kind of just break down, um, actually offer, um, another way of seeing conflict and why conflict actually isn't that scary. Why are we so afraid of conflict anyways? I'm curious, what have you lost as a result of conflict in the past that you be so afraid of having them, right? If you notice the sensations in your body, what do those sensations, what associations do those sensations have? Is it around, is it fear, right? Is it skepticism? Is, is there kind of like some hesitance around conflict, So again, what have you lost as a result of conflict in the past that you're so afraid of having them today? And this isn't a question just for you ladies, right? This is a question for all men too, men out there who are listening to this, you be avoiding them conflicts too. You know, when you go into your man cave, when you escape or you turn emotionally unavailable, right? This is a way that you're avoiding conflicts too. You think that you're avoiding the person because the person is the problem. But in reality, it's really deeper than that. You're actually avoiding the feelings that come up in that conflict from whatever isn't aligning with your thoughts, your beliefs, your expectations, your narrative, right? So first of all, let's just get a shared definition of what conflict really is. So um, I, I, went, I went to Merriam-Webster Dictionary, and this is what they define conflict as. Number one, a fight, a battle, or war. Number two, mental struggle resulting from incompatible or opposing needs, drives, wishes, or external or internal uh, demands. Uh, number three, there's a few here. Uh, number three is the opposition of persons or forces that give rise to the dramatic action in a drama or fiction, right? So if we're thinking like movies or reading a book, I mean, these movies and books are based off of life. So I don't know why there's that distinction there, but really it's the opposition of persons or forces that gives rise to dramatic action in a drama or fiction, We'll just, we'll go with it. And uh, number four is the verb of uh, conflict or to conflict. Um, The verb is to be different, opposed, or contradictory, right? I think a lot of us can really identify with that, that conflict 
is kind of like, um, first of all, that that first definition, the fight, battle, or war. Um, conflict, we usually, I think it's safe to say that as a society, we typically see conflict as a fight, as battling somebody else, right? And also that last one that I mentioned is just to be different, to be opposed, to contradict, right? Um, me and my partner, let's say we don't believe the same thing. So our beliefs are contradictory right now. And thus, we are about to fight about it, argue about it, um, go to battle about it, right? So I can, it makes so much sense why we have a lot of fear, or I can speak for myself, I've had a lot of fear around conflict. For me, conflict, um, for me, conflict was painful because it often led to disconnection, right? Emotional disconnection from my first caretakers and especially my mother, who was actually very important to me. I would say that I love my mother very deeply, although I I know I don't I don't show it a lot through affection. We don't show it through affection or physical touch too much. It was like this learned behavior not to do that. Um, I do challenge myself sometimes, you know, to to kind of like lean in for a kiss or a hug. You know, my mom is very important to me. She is. Um, so here I, I just want to say that she, you know, like it's it's funny when I say that, like she is so important to me. She is right now so important to me because here what I really wanted to say was um, is uh, that she was important to me. I think when I think of my mother and how important she is to me, I, I tend to think of it as like in the past when I was a child, connecting to my inner child, remembering what it was like to like want to be affectionate with my mother. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's just funny. I just want to say that like there is this like impulse to say was she was important to me, but she actually is really important to me. Right. Um, I'm not going to I don't want to pretend like, like she's not. She really is. And, you know, I'm kind of like getting this now these days as a mother myself. My youngest daughter does this a lot where randomly, like randomly, she'll be like doing something and then all of a sudden drop what she's doing. Almost like in a movie when somebody's like programmed to do something like a robot, they drop what they're doing and they just turn around and they start like moving towards something. And you're just like, like the mothership has called or something, you know, like my daughter will drop what she's doing sometimes, turn to me and walk towards me and just give me a hug and give me kisses um, randomly. And so I'm remembering like, as I see her do that to me and I allow it and I receive it from my daughter, um, it reminds me too of just how much my mother um, meant to me as a child and how I wanted to express in the in the form of affection and physical touch, but that I learned very quickly that it just wasn't something that was important to her maybe, um, that it wasn't important to her mother either. Um, if you ever saw like my grandma and my mom, um, you can see how much my mom loves my grandma, like her mom, um, how my mom loves her mom very much, but that they never really touched each other. And I think it's definitely something I, I just wanted to bring this up because I definitely see this as a cultural thing. And, um, you know, that is part of my culture. And so it's like totally like it's so radical for me to break that in my own family, to allow my daughter to touch me, to touch my daughter, to hug and 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 receive that affection from them, right? Um, to love myself enough to allow myself to receive that affection from them. 
So I know that was totally tangent, a tangent, but you know, I, I think it's, it's good to kind of see this too. Cause like this learned behavior of um, not touching each other, not showing affection is a way I think to protect ourselves or to protect myself, my mother protecting herself from her mother um, that, you know, we can love somebody so much and still fear them and still be afraid of them and have to protect ourselves from them. Right. Um, and this happens a lot in relationships. So I just really want to name that. So look, even though shit's scary, one of the things that I require of anyone who works with me is that they don't let fear get in the way of taking action, right? So I mentioned earlier, fear might get in the way of me wanting to express like emotions with my mom, affection with my mom, but that doesn't get in the way of me taking action. I will definitely challenge myself. And because I know it can be done, I want to challenge you as well, right? Um, if you're working with me. So just know that you will have fear. You will feel fear. Everybody will feel fear. We are human, right? Hopefully, if you're listening to this, you are human. And, you know, as humans, we all have fears, but you've got to commit to let to not letting fear stop you in your life, right? To not let the fear get in the way of taking aligned action that makes you feel integral, that allows you to connect with yourself, right? And I want to present a totally different way of seeing conflict now. So conflict is an opportunity for growth. Have you ever thought of it that way? It's an opportunity to see and hear and feel the contradictory feelings, thoughts, emotions that come up. Conflict, it's the space that we occupy when there is contradiction. And the message that we receive when there is conflict is to see if there's an opportunity to become, become more integral. Right. This is the moment where we're faced with some contradiction and then there is an opportunity. If we create enough space, there's now an opportunity to become more integral with ourselves, to connect with ourselves, to know what our values are and take aligned action or take grounded action towards the thing that I want, towards being fully me, right? To be fully expressed and to be authentic and to be myself. So just ask yourself, is there an opportunity for me to take more aligned action here? Is there space for me to transform? Transformation is, you know, just really simply transformation. If you hear that a lot, transformational coach, transformation, all coaches are helping in your transformation. Transformation is when we're able to take action on something that we couldn't before, right? Like you're leveling up. You weren't able to do this before. Now you're doing this and you've leveled up. So when a conflict arises, when it comes up, could this be an opportunity that you have to shift your reality and transform into a more authentic self and then thus growing and modeling the way for others, right? This is what I was talking about, healing the world through relationships, healing the world through our relationships. When you think about how many people go out into the world, they make friends, they're they're cool with their coworkers and then they come back home to their significant relationships, their significant others, um the people who are the most that mean the most to them. And those are the people who are treated shitty. 
Why do we treat the people who are closest to us the shittiest? Right. And I'm not going to get into that too much. It's definitely our comfort zone, our, our comfort level and, you know, the boundaries of the people that are around us. But that's another that's another topic for another time. And I'm not really going to go into that too much. Right. Um, so coming back to what I was talking about is just, you know, this is um this is an opportunity for us to model the way for others. Um, an opportunity for us to grow and transform and connect to our authentic selves. And when we're being our authentic selves, we're actually, without even telling people that they have permission, giving people permission because what's being mirrored to them when they're in your field, what's being mirrored to them is that they have permission to be more of themselves. And when we are more ourselves, we actually heal a lot. All this protecting you know, I, I mentioned earlier, like protecting yourself from people that you love because it hurts to feel disconnected from them or it hurts that they reject you or that they don't um, accept you for who you are, that they don't see you, they don't understand you, right? All of that is, um, it's defense mechanism, right? It's a defense mechanism. And when we can show others when we can light up for ourselves and be authentically ourselves and show others that it's okay to be yourself. And when you're in my field, it's okay for you to be you too. And when you're in that person's field, it's okay for you to be you too. And we, you know, there's this like mega ripple of connecting authentic, like to your authentic self, to your authentic being. Mm, that's so juicy for me. I love it. It's like lighting me up. I'm feeling like this throbbing in my head, even like, um, yeah, so I kind of want to play with this a little bit like, and when I say play, I just want to use like an analogy that's playful to me that reminds me of when I was a child and things that I really enjoyed. So when I was little, I used to play video games with my brother, right? So let's kind of play with this analogy of video games. I love playing games when I was a kid. My brothers and I, I have two brothers. My brothers and I would play like classic Nintendo games. We also had things like Sega Genesis, um, you know, PlayStation and all of that. But my brain is bringing me to, I think this was a Nintendo game. Um, games like Super Mario Brothers, definitely. Um, that comes to mind. But the one that comes to mind a lot, is, I played this as an adult with one of my girlfriends. Um, we had this very like tight relationship and we played this as adults. So we would lay in bed sometimes like in our 20s and play Lion King on Nintendo, like on the classic Nintendo system. And um, and we actually played from from beginning to end. Right. I also have flashbacks um, for like to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Me and Chris, my my brother, the one just right below me um, that was born after me, we used to play Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles a lot. And that's a game where you go from, you know, you start from the left side of the screen and you walk towards the right. And every time you get towards like the right side of the screen, um, it shifts over to the next scene and the next scene. And as you go, you pick up weapons as you go and eventually like and food along the way, right, to kind of like to nourish you. Um, so you'd kind of go up and down and pick all these things up and you would defeat the bad guys with the weapons that you picked up. And then eventually when you pass all of this, like you go through a few screens, but when you get to um, a certain screen, you get to meet the boss, 
right? As they would call it, or as we called it back then, it was the boss. I don't even know if they have games like this anymore where there's a boss and you have to defeat the boss. So the boss is the bad guy, like the really, really bad guy, like the the antagonist in the story, the opponent or the enemy. And they usually had like super strong powers. So they were super, um, super powerful, lots of strength. And they were usually really hard to beat. They were so much harder to beat than all the other um, characters that you would meet along the way where those characters, all you had to do is like maybe just like punch them or like jump on them. And then they would just poof, like disappear. Maybe you had to do it a couple times, but they were really easy to beat, right? It was when you got to the boss, it required both challenge and skill to beat the boss. So it was definitely challenging. It took much more out of um, our characters. Um, it took much more out of us. Um, and it was like, yeah, like there were times where, and the boss is just super strong. So like one, one hit from the boss and like your strength, your own like health and strength go down like so much. Um, But man, like, yeah, it would take a while too. Like you had to kind of like do different, like there was strategy involved, right? There was strategy involved. And then you had to like, really be skillful in the way that you moved around so that the boss couldn't hit you. And then you and if you had like, um, you know, another player, you would tag team hitting the boss, and there would be a rhythm going on kind of like a dance. And then you would defeat the boss. And it felt fucking good inside when you beat the boss, because when beating the boss, it meant that you advanced to the next level, right? And the next level was usually somewhere that didn't even resemble the same environment or conditions that you came from. So if I was walking out on the street as a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle, and then like I beat like, I don't know what the crane is that yeah, crane is like the brain dude, right? So maybe crane, if I don't know if I'm aging myself here, but like, crane is like the brain like slimy guy, and you beat him. And then you would just like, be catapulted or like launched into a totally new planet or maybe be in a whole new city. Like that's what would happen when you leveled up. Right. And so, you know, I'm playing with this analogy, but it's just, it's, it's like remnant of leveling up in your life. Things are not going to be different. I mean, things are not going to be the same, excuse me. Things will be totally different and, and they will definitely not be the same when you reach when you level up and reach a new level and you're in a totally different like field right so you will be blasted off into some new place and you'll transcend and be launched into a whole new world a whole new world with a whole new set of problems and a whole new set of bad guys and a whole new boss until and you just keep doing this and doing this and doing this until you beat the entire game Right. Um, so I love that analogy. I have this attitude now about conflict. Um, and I wanted to share that analogy with you because I just, again, it, this could be really playful, right? Conflict is something that's usually taken very seriously, but do does it have to be though? You know, when it comes up, I don't necessarily feel fear anymore. When conflict comes up, um, it's not fear that I feel right away. Sometimes there is a little bit of fear. Um, depending on like what is coming up for me, what triggers, what's being triggered. Is there a trauma response, right? Like these things can still happen. Um, but yeah, like, can we treat it more like a game? And can that be the challenge for you today? Whatever con conflict comes up in your way, small or big, right? Because there are little tiny conflicts. 
um, like, oh, do I want to drink this and be healthy today? Or do I want to eat this? And, you know, like there are things like that. And then there are things like, you know, the way that I want to parent might be different than the way my husband wants to parent or, you know, how we want to handle a situation with the children. So there are smaller ones, there are bigger ones, but whatever conflict comes your way that you can ask yourself, how can I get through this conflict in a playful manner? where the lessons are going to be more meaningful for me. Like if I allow myself to quit taking things so personally, is it possible then that I might, yeah, like that I might see things differently and make a different meaning of this. Focus on your intention, right? Focus on what you want. So focus on your intention rather than focusing on the boss. Focus on the feelings that are coming up for you and what you intend to do with those feelings versus focusing on the person who is starting up this conflict air quotes right it's it's not the it's not that the other person is bringing this conflict to you this person is a mirror for you and again this is an opportunity they're presenting an opportunity to you to do things differently, to be more playful, to, to try on different things, but most importantly, to actually feel, to be alive, right? When we feel, we are alive. So to actually feel what it is you've been avoiding feeling. And perhaps if you can get through that, you would find out that getting through these things, they're not that bad, right? It's an opportunity, again, to become more integral, to integrate, to pick up all the fragmented pieces, to, to piece them together, right? To put the puzzle pieces together. Can we do that together? Can we play this puzzle together? Can you help me put the puzzle pieces together, right? When we approach it from that heart space and we keep our heart open and we don't see it as this person is bothering me, this person is you know, evoking negative emotions in me. This person is the mirror. They're simply being themselves, right? And then can I place the focus back on me? Can I look within myself? Like, can I, can I look at, can I look towards this mirror, look back at myself and then see for myself, what the fuck is happening here? So remember, focus on your intention rather than focusing on the boss, rather than focusing on the person who's bringing the conflict to you. Like, just think about what beautiful things await you at the next level. Focus your attention there, right? How can I get to the next level? And this conflict is going to level me up. This is the reason why I'm just like, bring it on now. My husband still is a little bit fearful, I think, of conflict. Um, but I don't know, maybe like, I think so, you know, that's what I've gathered. And that's what he's expressed to me. But then I've shared with him. It's like, whenever we've had conflict, though, Jimmy, whenever we've had conflict, what has happened, right? Like, so I'm just kind of like now writing down all the things that happen after conflict. And with every conflict that we've had, I've got grown closer to myself. I've known myself more. I feel really good because I feel really aligned with myself. And, you know, all of the health, um, all of my health issues before that were being manifested because of me being like out of alignment are 
going away. They're melting away. I don't have that anymore. You know, I was so sick in my 20s, in my early 30s. I was really sick. And, you know, that would manifest in digestion issues, right? Um, I have, and you hear me talk about it every now and then. I would have digestion issues. I'll share them sometimes online, you know. Um, I've had ulcers. I've had acid reflux, you know. Um, I have like there's so so many things, anxiety and all the things that come with anxiety as well. Um, like, you know, I, I hear ringing in my ear sometimes, like swishing in my ear sometimes um, that can happen from anxiety. So I used to be really sick and I would manifest illness um, because of, you know, not being aligned in my body and being. So, so for most of us, we can actually start doing this, right? We can actually start to um, bring this more into your awareness when you get into conflict. As you go about in your daily life, um, we can start to bring these things more into your awareness and then just try to start to see like this is a choice that you make. You get to choose how you see things, right? So start to see if you can pick up on the positives, like what good things come out of conflict. Okay, but you actually have to go through the conflict in order to see what comes through for you. All right. Now, for I said for most of us, you know, you can bring this into your awareness, you can start today, and you can go through your daily life and then and and start to kind of like use these tools that I've kind of brought here today. But then for those of you who are wishing to go really deep, um, who actually want to face the fears, right? Some of us have fears around conflict. Um, those of us who are willing to roll up our sleeves and get down and dirty and do some heavy lifting. I like to use the, um, the analogy of moving furniture around the house to create flow in your home, right? There's an energy when you move things a certain way, there's an energy in a room, there's an energy in your space. Um, I've been moving furniture around a lot in my home because, um, I realize I can do that and that like the furniture is not meant to just sit there um, as a permanent like, uh, you know, a permanent. Um, it's just not permanent. Can't think of the word. Um, but, you know, like my furniture is not meant to just sit there permanently in the way that it is. Things change. Needs change. My whole family changes. The dynamics change. Our needs change. So as we change, so does our surroundings. And can I like manipulate the surroundings so that I don't have to manipulate people. You know what I mean? So moving around this energy, moving around this furniture, creating flow in your home, moving around the energy in your body, which you can call home, right? It's home for the time that you are here in your body. So for those of us who, who, for those of you who want to get clear um, and clear, who want to get clear and clear away those huge blocks where you felt too challenged, right? Like maybe there's this fear that you feel like really challenged with and thus you get stuck or you feel lost and you don't really know um, and you don't really know what to do to kind of like you kind of need that support to balance out that challenge so that you don't just shut down. That's where I come in, right? Um, now you know that you're ready, like now you know you can face these challenges with support to level up more quickly, right? And that's, again, that's where I come in. This is where I can help you. 
So I'm still actually booking breakthrough sessions. My breakthrough sessions are are really, really cool. Um, they're my really powerful coaching conversations that I love to invite people to because, um, and I'm inviting you, right? I'm inviting you to come and allow yourself to be seen in this container. Allow yourself to be seen, to be able to relax into yourself a little bit more um, so that you can move these big things. These sessions allow you to experience what coaching looks like and what it feels like so that you can be the judge for your own life, for your own self, and you can take control and put yourself on your own path towards transformation, right? With no obligation. This is a no obligation zone here. I fucking hate that word. No obligations here, okay? So what that means is that these sessions are free. If you're tuning in, Yes, you heard right. My breakthrough sessions are free. And if you're tuning in, I truly know that there is no such thing as coincidence. So if you're here today receiving this message, this is your invitation to come and see what working with me could look like. I'm really, really excited to meet you. And um, all the details for how how you can book that session are going to be in the show notes. So make sure that you check out the show notes. And check me out on Instagram. I hang out on Instagram at just shapeshift is my handle. And if you want to email me any suggestions, any tips, anything you want to hear on this podcast, please email me at justine at justshapeshift.com. I will talk to you all soon. I love you.